0: What's swinging Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. And in this episode, my interview is with Dr. Michelle Mattingly of the Dr. Michelle's Wild Warrior podcast, where she's optimizing body, mind, and soul. You can find her on Instagram at etherealfighter. And she also has a, um, uh, WordPress blog and, uh, she'll cover all that stuff later in the podcast too. Uh, but the interview was terrific guys. Uh, we talked about mindset adapting. We talked about stress. We talked about PTSD. We talked about firefighting stuff a little bit. We talked about steel mace and martial arts. Uh, talked a little bit about nutrition. She is a doctor in Oregon and um, she also is a uh, mace practitioner. So it worked out and was a good uh, fit for the podcast. So before we get to that podcast, I just want to send a shout out to macefit.com. Frank DeMeo down in uh, Sarasota, Florida runs the macefit program, which is a certification program. Uh he uses the Adex Mace, and Clubs in his certification program. And it's basically another tool in the toolbox. If you want to uh, train people, this is a great certification program you could go through and you could have a mace fit system right there in your own gym. So check out macefit.com. Tell them I sent you, tell them Steel Mace Nation sent you or Fred Moore, whatever. Uh, and then I did mention Adex, Adex Mace and Clubs. Don at Adex gave me a discount code to give to you, and that's SMN19 for 10% off all purchases. And then uh, there's OnGo Energy Spray. Uh, Three sprays in your mouth, and you get 75 milligrams of caffeine, plus some vitamin B and other vitamins. And it starts to work almost instantly. You could ditch the energy drinks and the coffee. And you could get right into your workout or stay awake on your long drive home. And guys, please, if you can, write reviews for me on the podcast. You could go on YouTube. You could go on Facebook. You could go on iTunes. Also, please share the podcast with anybody that you think would be interested. Uh, At this point, we have a bunch of episodes out there. And I try to make each one a little bit different to uh, satisfy your curiosity and I'm constantly working to try to keep it diverse. And I would love to hear, uh, you can shoot me a DM on any suggestions of anybody you'd like me to contact to try to interview or so on and so forth. Um, I'll be glad to do that. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Okay. Dr. Awesome. Michelle, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you,
0: how are you? I'm great, uh, I I came across you um, obviously because I was looking up mace stuff on Instagram and there you were, what a mace, and I said, <laughs> there's somebody I wanna podcast with and- uh, Yay, I'm
1: yeah, honored to be here.
0: Yeah, well this is great, you you are a podcaster yourself, you have the um, Dr. Michelle's Wild Warrior podcast. Yes,
1: I do. Uh-huh. And
0: um, I did, I ha- I haven't listened to them all, but the, my two favorite ones I have listened to, because they're right in my wheelhouse, is number five, episode number five, which is Mindset. And yeah. then right after that, you did number six, which is Adapt. Uh-huh. And um, one of the key notes that you point out in Adapt is resiliency. So yeah. uh, let's just start off with talking about that. And then let's get into everything else uh, that you do. But um, resiliency, what's, what's that all about f- from your perspective? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, in my practice, I see it as um, resilience in one's life, you know, with their bodies and their health, being able to bounce back out of um, any kind of trauma or um, even just adapting to changes in their life. You know, like a job change or having to move or a divorce or something like that or an illness or an injury, as you know. Um, And so I find... People who are able to kind of roll with the punches, as they say, um, have better longevity and also seem to have more contentment in their life. You know, yeah. uh, my I have three kids and my kids teach me a lot about resilience all the time.
0: Um, How so? You know,
1: kids are, well, they uh, just bounce out of stuff, you know, Okay. and yeah. they may have a, you know, something with their teacher or their friend or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes later it's over and forgotten. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The rest of us are stewing on it and um, being stressed out and kind of retaining that energy for too long, getting in our heads or whatever. So I think the, I love the combination of the mindfulness and resilience because I've found that if we are more mindful every day and just in tune with our bodies and breathing, then we're able to kind of deal with traffic or, um, you know, a a hard phone call or whatever it might be that, you know, we as humans deal with on a regular basis, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, I forget which one of those episodes it was, but you said uh, people often ask you how... how they would reduce stress in their life. Mm -hmm. And you were like, you can't, you don't, you don't just get that. That wouldn't be uh, a reality kind of thing. Right.
1: Right. Right. And stress is necessary. I mean, we know from muscle building, like you have to kind of put some stressors on your body in order to grow. And I think that's true emotionally and, you know, in our souls too. Right. If we don't um, challenge ourselves to take risks, I mean, I'm sure doing this podcast for you was risky, wasn't it? Like just starting it when you first did it, right? Yeah, jumping into a blind (laughs) abyss that you have no clue about.
0: And and really, every episode. I mean, right now it's like, ooh, you know. Um you want to we all want to do well, right? And we don't want you know, like we were making a joke that my my backdrop here was going to fall right in the middle of the podcast. And <laughs> I'm be awesome. and now I'm <laughs> thinking it's going to happen and I'm like, okay, I got to be resilient here. But Yeah. <laughs> I this this is a good point you bring up. Um I feel like, you know, as I get older, I get I get into stressful situations, but um, I, I kind of like appreciate them sometimes because if they force me to do well they force me to push me out of my comfort zone and i just feel like the more i'm more like um aware of it now and i feel like i can accept it more and i was just wondering is that a thing of just getting older or is that something that involves just getting reps in and just putting yourself out there a lot or a combination of the two? I
1: think it's a combination of the two. I mean, I think our wisdom kind of settles in and we get more comfortable in our skin and in our lives. Right. And just in who we are, hopefully, um, that's such a journey. And I think, um, in, in getting older, it kind of forces us to do things for rest and recovery, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's one of the most important things that I can teach my patients is how to get into parasympathetic nervous mode, right? And just yeah. down regulate like the sympathetic nervous system that we're exposed to and ramped up every single day. Yeah. Um, is that and, why
0: you were uh got involved with using a mace?
1: <laughs> the mace is just well, I was I've been training as a martial artist for 4 years um in hard style karate like uh Shotokan is what it was based in, Bushido Kai karate, and we also did jujitsu and um weapons and sparring, you know. Yeah. So, um I like weapons a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when I started training at my gym, Empowered Strength, with John Odin, who's—I don't know if you've researched him at all, but he's a pretty rad dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's a Highland Games world champion and yes. competitor, and just really a, an awesome coach. And he's really into the steel mace. And so I went to one of his workshops in February up in Seattle. Um, with another woman named Kelly Manzoni, who also isn't a rat, you know, her probably she was
0: on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Oh, sweet. Good. Yeah. She's a cool lady as well. And, and stellar with the mace. And so I've just been exploring it more and more. And, um, I love the feel of it. I like having a weapon in my hand, like I said, and, um, I know it's a tool, whatever, but <laughs> I like to call it a weapon.
0: It used to be a weapon, right? It always
1: corrects like
0: <laughs> It used to be a um, weapon to destroy things, and now it's a weapon exactly. to to get fit and, and healthy. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. so that you can be the weapon, right? right. Um, yeah, so I just love the feel of it. I like the, the rhythm of it and the... Um, I spin fire. I don't know if you've ever seen fire spinning, but yes. I do that too. And it's it's a really similar feeling to be like inside of that. And that's kind of how the mace feels, right? When you've got it, it's around your body. So,
0: Yeah, um, so what is it about weapons that you like so much?
1: <laughs> um, they're showy, <laughs> okay. number one. And by weapons, I don't mean, um, you know, guns. Bazookas. I, I'm more into... <laughs> yeah I like nunchaku and um yeah. nushu staffs and uh, three sectional staffs and you wow. know screama stick, those kind of things. yeah they're, they're they're just really organic. they feel good in your hand, they feel powerful.
0: What does um, it do to you?
1: Well, physically, it's so good for your hand eye brain, you know left right side of the brain coordination, I feel like, um especially nunchaku, they're so hard because they're And the three-sectional stuff because they're in such different planes of motion right and so to get control over over that feels really empowering but then also when you mess up it feels awesome too it's like i just clocked myself in the head and i can laugh about it and you know hope i'm not really injured but but then try again and it keeps you so humble but also like so powerful as you progress in learning those skills
0: Right, right. So it's so, all
1: around like badass, I, in my
0: opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I like to mess around with, uh, you say nunchuck, I always say nunchucks. Yeah, um,
1: nunchucks. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have.
0: I actually have a couple pair. I drive around with. People think. Of, what do yeah. you, you do? I'm like, I don't know. You never know. Might, you never know. I might have, have to um, swing some two, chucks.
1: Two sets of size in my car for the same
0: reason. That's cool. See, that's all you, you do. Yeah. See, this is like when I was growing up as a kid. I used to watch all the kung fu movies, and they had the size, oh, yes. the three sectional uh-huh. staff. That was all stuff like. Me and my friends were like, "Oh, I wish I could do that and everything." You're, you're like, you're like living that, but
2: yeah.
1: I, I mean, always learning. I'm not an expert by any means. Right. I like doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just something that you enjoy doing. Do you mm-hmm. find that um, there is a slight danger to using these weapons? It, it requires more mindfulness. Just same thing Definitely. with the mace. Yeah. So, it, Definitely. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the ongoing theme I hear all the time when it comes to mace, you know, when we start mm-hmm. talking about how it affects the mind or whatever. And, and it's really like, it really forces you to, to focus, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day. And it's a very cleansing feeling when you come out of that.
1: For sure. For sure. In fact, that was one of the things that surprised me about martial arts when I started it. Um, and also the mace qualifies in this, in this realm too, but it's such a, um, you know, forceful kind of practice, especially hard-stop karate, right? Right. Um, and, but the best part about it is you have to be so zen in the middle of it. Like throwing a punch is so zen, even though it feels so forceful.
2: Yeah. And A dichotomy. You know, in
1: Chinese, yes, exactly. Like yeah. the yin-yang kind of idea of Chinese medicine comes to full fruition in any kind of martial art like that where you have to be super focused i think any kind of like um adrenaline type of activity too right yeah. like surfing or i mean i jumped out of an airplane like that was super zen even though there's just like all the stimulus and <laughs> you know craziness and gravity
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: you have to kind of like surrender fully and just be 100 percent present in that moment and i think there's something extremely useful and powerful in that you know, just being able to find your center when you're under pressure or duress. I mean, you probably experience that in your firefighting world all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to like put all the chaos aside so that you can focus and do what your, your task is. Right?
0: Yeah. And, it, and that's, that's why I'm so interested in this stuff because it applies right back to that. But sometimes family life could get kind of chaotic, right? For
1: sure. And, oh, sometimes. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, sometimes. It, always. <laughs> but that's a great time where, you know, you're – especially, you know, I have a wife and a daughter, right? So one of them is not happy and the other one is, and you're trying to s- s- serve both of those emotions. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that if I'm emotional? Exactly. And and same thing with the with the fire service, right? You know, you're you're dealing with radio traffic. This guy saying that, that guy saying that, and that's happening over there. You're not going to be able to handle any of it if you allow yourself to get unravelled. Exactly. So, in your episode for mindset, a -hmm. lot of what you were talking about really hit home with me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this it, it and and you know, I like to like point out to people that it's always even though you might find yourself like deep in mindset learning
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: whatever your sources are always look for more and exchange ideas with people and i right. that's why i really was excited to talk to you today about that yeah now what what kind of doctor are you
1: <laughs> the famous question <laughs> um So, I'm a naturopathic physician and a licensed acupuncturist, so so in the primary care physician. Oh, okay. And can you hear me okay? My internet was me. Yeah, it blocked out a little bit. Just Um, as you said
0: what type of physician you were, the first one.
1: Okay, yeah, so I'm a naturopathic physician. Okay, yes, all right. we're licensed um, by the state of Oregon as a primary care doctor. We, in the state of Oregon and in Washington, we have full prescribing rights as well. Yeah. Um, I I tend not to prescribe because I prefer to use other tactics. But so um, my practice has, was originally family practice. That was kind of my first um, 10 years or so. Right. And now I've really moved more into sports medicine. Um, and I mean, I still see people of all conditions you know menopausal women and digestive issues et etc but I really like working with sports medicine um, and yeah so we are trained in nutrition and um, you know life uh, just like teaching people how to change their lifestyle um, wow. we're trained in herbs and since I did my dual degree and got my master's in oriental medicine too then I'm trained in western and Chinese herbs um, and then also, you know, obviously acupuncture, which is the, my favorite thing Yeah. <laughs> and my patients love that obviously. And I'd say 90% of them come, you know, to get treatments. but then also we get to work on other things so we can, you know, run labs on people. I mean, it's awesome. I really get to, um, dive deep and our philosophy is such that it's all about allowing the body to heal on its own and right. just giving the gentle, um, assist, you know?
0: Yes. Um, I, I love that. And
1: also like for me, it's super important. This is one of our tenants too, is doctor, is teacher. So essentially we are role modeling and I take that extremely seriously. Um, you know, I, I live in a small town and so, well, smallish and I, you know, my patients see me at Whole Foods and they're like peeking in my cart to see what I'm buying yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, I want to be showing them. I want them to see me out on the trail with my dog. You know, doing karate on on the ridge top or whatever, um, that's really important to me. And so I really try and just model that stuff, you know, in my life. Not to mention the benefits it gives me and my family. Yeah, um, th- that I take care of myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, you know, no, no disrespect to doctors are out there. I'm not trying to stereotype, but sure. you see a lot of. Like regular doctors, whatever you call them, like the typical doctor, everybody. Yeah, used to. Western
1: medicine. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and and they're out of shape, you know. And then mm. and then I remember I had some uh, minor heartburn issues. That I took care of them on my own because the doctor just wanted to prescribe medicine, which I looked mm-hmm. up later and found out that it was the one that's now causing cancer or whatever. Sure. And yeah. um, and and I remember him saying, "Uh, well, I have one patient. He likes to drink scotch, so um." You know, I give him the medicine so he can drink scotch and I'm like Pah.
1: I'm like, What? I mean like, like hor- my friend, <laughs> you know, like if you've got health issues you gotta change stuff, right?
0: Right. I mean that's yeah. not a great way to lead your, your patient, no. right?
1: No. And it's I think that um I know a lot of really amazing MDs. I work yeah. with a lot of good doctors here. I think that unfortunately Uh, the system isn't very supportive of patient care that you probably see that frequently. And unfortunately most people don't have time to spend with their patients. And I have the luxury of an hour every session. I make that luxury, you know, that's important to me.
0: Listen to Um, what you're saying. You're calling it a luxury. That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, when I go to the doctors, it's, I'm lucky I get seven minutes and I feel like I'm taking up all their time in that little
1: yeah I mean I can't even imagine doing a good physical exam in seven minutes you know yeah Uh, much less hearing and you know people come in and they're like "Ah, you're like my therapist because I want to hear everything I want to know about their spirituality and their sleep and their um, moods you know and their libido and like what they're doing every day like what their life looks like um that is how we get to real healing and oh you were talking about relationships the other day I watched um yeah. It was, I think, your little solo uh, podcast, which was great. And I think that's one of the keys. Like, who do we surround ourselves with? What kind of um, support systems do we have in place? You know, we're social um, creatures. And we really need that support, that village. And I think so much of, um, you know, not just tech, but like what the way our culture is nowadays, we're often disconnected from extended family yeah. and we expect one other person or like our partner for example or two other people to kind of fulfill all the village needs in us you know and that's not fair to anybody none of us can do that for one you know for another person
0: yeah a network right i mean that's 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 how we got to where we are as as a species that's that's what i was talking about in that solo cast and yeah that's so true you know i I, I love everything that you're saying. Do you know anybody that's like you in New Jersey that I could go to that you could recommend?
1: <laughs> I'll dig up some. I'll I'll do some footwork. I do know some people on the East Coast. So I'll have to figure it out. But yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. No. Because okay. I I mean you know I'm I'm joking, but at the same time I'm serious. Uh, no. Of it, course. Yeah. It, it, like you even said earlier about um you 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 can prescribe, but you don't like to do that. That, yeah, it's rare. That's very refreshing to hear too, because mm-hmm. we are we are capable of healing ourselves. Um, but when a doctor is just throwing you a prescription and say, "Here, this will tune you up," and even if it's not necessarily the right drug, it's just maybe maybe it's an antidepressant or something.
1: Sure. Well, I and I think I mean it's it's often in the best and it's well intended the issue is like, we all want a tool, right? We we're going to a professional for a reason. I mean, if I go see an attorney, I want them to give me tools Mm -hmm. in whatever I'm asking them to help me with, you know, Uh, drawing up my will or something like I want them to give me the tools and I'm, I'm counting on their expertise to help me do the best thing in my life. And same for a practitioner. I mean, my goal is always to help my patients find their optimal health. That's a journey. That's not like they leave my office and they're magically better, you know? Right. And so if I can give them some, I always tell my patients, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't come home with you, but I want you to, I want you to take what we're doing home, um, you know, so that you have some tools to do on a daily basis. And it teaches them like this empowering self-care that they can do on their own. And then, you know, when something comes up, they can call me or come in and see me. And then we tweak whatever it is, you know, change their herbs up or change their, their nutrition, because nutrition, ah gosh, that's such a hot, hot topic, as you know, but yeah. it's like, it's so individualized. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, what's the best diet? What should I be eating as an athlete? Or, you know, should I be vegan? Should I be paleo? Should I be whatever, like, you know, carnivore, <laughs> um, omnivore, whatever, there's so many options. It's, so individualized yeah. and that's why like i need to spend time with people to understand you know what their life is like what kind of support systems they have do they have enough money to be able to shop organic which is sad that i have to even state that that's true but you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the situation now so um that was a little tangent but i just think giving people tools is it, i'm sure you do that in your coaching it's like you want to have people not dependent upon you you right. want to teach them the things that they can do in order to be their best healthiest self.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's the only way to really teach anything. Um it's if if you're somebody who wants to keep your clientele coming to you forever and ever, so mm-hmm. you don't teach them anything and then they're dependent on you, that's just not even right. You know, that's No, it's and, not. Yeah, it's and, not. and 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 I mean there's always going to be people to help. I mean, there's a world full of people. So the, but it's also a challenge too to really get somebody yeah. to springboard off onto their own. And I agree. maybe they I send you a Christmas to... card and say, Hey, I'm yeah, doing great.
1: I know I was talking to a friend the other day and, and, um, and we we came to the culmination that I would be like really rich if I could encapsulate um, motivation and willpower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, sometimes, um, as you know, probably from your coaching, like you you hope that you can spark some sort of inspiration in somebody and um, cheerlead them. You know, I mm-hmm. do a lot of cheerleading in my practice and um, and just help people to figure out what are, what are the blockages that keep them from making good choices, you know, maybe it's um, just having crappy food in the house and they need to just get rid of it. Or maybe um, they, you know, need to find the the time of day that works best for them to exercise because some people are better in the morning and some people do better at night. Um, So just kind of like brainstorming with them about their schedule and their lifestyle so we can figure out what ways, you know, to optimize their success because that's what it's all about.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you know, I I get into this stuff and I try to help people and let me know if you agree with this, um, because I'm looking for it from other people. Like I want to be motivated, right? Yes, we're not always. perfect, right? We're not like no. these people sitting up on the mountain, the guru or whatever. No, yeah, I'm never. looking for that, and I've always Absolutely. noticed whenever somebody motivates me, I really appreciate it. I go, wow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. I feel like a new person. So I'm f- stepping through a membrane, and I'm like, ref- <laughs> I'm like brand new again, and I and I could tackle the next thing, and so therefore I. I must've read it somewhere. Like if you want something, be, be what you want,
1: you know? Right. right? And, and And then, and it magnetizes that to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I also find that, I mean, it's not altruistic to be in my practice. I get something out of it too. You know, I get a lot out of, um, my patient's uh, excitement about, they're, you know, me listening to them, like they finally feel heard for the first time, or they finally feel understood. Um, that is also self-serving. I mean, I, I have to be very frank about that. And that, again, it's kind of back to that relationship piece, right? It, yeah. it we give and take, and we have these um, skills. It's nice to be able to utilize your skills, right, and and help other people. And so when I, the more successful I am. As a practitioner, the more successful my patients are, and that's what's really important to me. And ultimately, that means our town is more healthy and our community is more vibrant, yeah. et cetera. You know, and I just feel like um, I remember. Okay, so I, I did my yoga teacher training a few years ago, and with Rolf Gates, he's phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to come up, he's wonderful. Who is it? At Rolf Gates, R O L F. Um, okay. Gates. Yeah. He's in California and he was like military guy in his younger years and then in struggle with alcoholism and then kind of moved into yoga like earlier than most of us. He worked with Baron Baptiste for a long time and and then branched out on his own. He's a really great practitioner. But I remember when I started my teacher training and I had been to this big conference that we have here in town that's just motivational and exciting and all these people are like traveling the world and changing lives, right? And I started to feel so like, Small and just, you know, what am I doing? I'm just Uh. here in town and I can't travel to Africa and change the world and clean the water or whatever. He happened to bring it up, but he didn't, it wasn't even something that I had brought brought up in our class. And he said, all it takes is changing one person's life. I mean, maybe you say one word or one sentence to them and it strikes a chord and all of a sudden they've made, you know, a new change in their life. And he's like it's the pebble in the pond effect right so you just ripple out and that becomes contagious and i think you spoke to that perfectly with you know coaches meet coaches always too and i go to acupuncture religiously every month i mean that's really important to me i train all the time you know i do acupuncture on myself when i need to or cupping Um, You know, I go and do the float tank. I I take care of myself. I hike on the trail with my dog. I spend time with my family. Like, those are priorities. And, you know, people tease me about my lax schedule. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I've kind of created that because that's what balanced life is like. And I want to be inspiring people to move toward that in their own lives.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, that was a discussion. I don't know if that was on a podcast I had once or it was just off on the side, but I was talking with somebody about that and the, the, we we, like this, uh, work attitude. I don't know if you would call it like corporate America or whatever, but it's like productivity. Right. And we want our people to be productive and we want them to do a lot of work. And then they give them a lot of hours And they actually are less productive because, right? right? They would be more productive if you if they had more time off, which sounds uh, like an oxymoron, but it's not. They have time to recharge their batteries, find their center again, be with people that they miss, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of how can you be productive working toiling away hours and hours a day if you miss your family, if you miss your friends, if you can't if you can't even go out to dinner because you're too tired afterwards, and then you got to do your you're food shopping on the weekend and, and everything, right. It's just,
1: yeah. And then all of a sudden you're 70 years old and you know, you're feeling isolated and, and your body's broken. And like, what's that worth? I mean, life's too damn short. Yeah. You know, we just have to savor it all. And I think we can structure that into our daily living, you know, like you said. And um, I definitely think even more so for people who have like your kind of job, that's higher stress, you know, that's, um, dealing with trauma and intense like the rest digest piece is the most important thing in my opinion i mean when patients come into me and they're not sleeping like that's where i always start i don't care if they have an ankle injury or whatever else they may have thought they were coming in for
2: yeah
1: i mean i want to get them sleeping again so they can heal because i just find that that's like bare bones baseline right or breathing breathing is yeah. <laughs> good you
0: know but do you? know
1: how to breathe
0: you're right you're right but but rest is crazy um is that a very big challenge for you to help your patients with rest It
1: depends yeah because people sure. have to change a lot, change a lot wanna, right yeah and a lot of people don't want to prioritize it because they're like oh i've been sleeping for five hours a night for years it's fine i'm like well it's not fine long term and it's certainly not fine actually now either you know right And and then when they start sleeping um they can't believe how they feel, you know, their circadian rhythm gets back in order and that's like the answer right there. I mean, that's when we heal is that night. That's when we filter our, all our toxins. That's when we, um, you know, integrate all the things we've done that day. Yeah. So it's just really, really important. Um, and, and that's one of the things I love about acupuncture is people come and lay on the table and I get to put them in parasympathetic nervous system mode, um, inadvertently, like they don't even know, you know, I call it forced meditation where they don't even have to do the work. It just happens to them because they're laying there on the table and, um, you know, that in and of itself is so valuable.
0: I went to a acupuncturist, uh, for the first time a couple of years ago. And they said, um, we call it Accu-Stoned. And I went, what?
1: <laughs> That's funny. And,
0: and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you'll see. You, you'll see. Are you driving yourself home? And I'm yeah, like, right. yes. And they're like, okay, just be careful driving home. And they were right. I was, I yeah. couldn't believe. Uh, it felt like I took a really long nap, but I was awake yeah. the whole time.
1: Or um, it's like 10 minutes that you do yeah, is off or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Great. I
0: mean, I, I think um, – I think it's great uh, i now i want to start doing it again i got away from yeah. it
1: yeah i call it acu land which is maybe a little more pc but yeah. i mean we're legal here yeah. for marijuana so you <laughs> can call it acu stone but yeah i mean i've ha- I actually had a patient who was a new patient to me at the time and he had ridden his motorcycle and had never had acupuncture before and so afterward i was like you cannot leave like <laughs> i made him sit and drink tea for like a half an hour because I was concerned about its
0: safety. <laughs> yeah, very smart, very smart. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it it does harm, right? <laughs> yeah. And and you might you know what, once you get back on a motorcycle, you go right back up in to exactly. a sympathetic state because now you're right. out there in the steel jungle of of cars and lights and yeah. people crossing and you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, so yeah, your your adrenaline's going to kick back in. Why That's why right. crank yourself back up again after yeah getting into that, yeah, that precious the
1: last time he rode his motorcycle to my office. <laughs>
0: uh, I bet I bet now yeah. you, you were uh communicating with me uh yesterday you mentioned you were having a discussion with a medic and yes. you were talking about mindfulness and stress reduction pro- yes. programs can you
1: so uh, I'm it, kind of in the brainstorming phase right now and just like filtering out who I need to speak with um I worked for Ben Fire years ago um because I was studying to become a paramedic, and then just, then I got into naturopathic school, like in the midst of that. So I ended up not finishing um, the medic program, but I worked for the non-emergency uh, medical transport team for two years. And so, you know, I have some old ties with the fire department. It's been a while, but um, so one of my patients actually, and he doesn't mind me talking about this, is a medic um, for not our local, but about 20 minutes away, another town nearby. And he's really into, you know, what I'm doing, like the mindfulness and self care, and he's recognizing how valuable that is for um, his own life, and healing, you know, and so we've been in discussion about um, whether we're not exactly sure how it's going to play out. But I'm just trying to see how I can kind of inject some of these ideas that I'm doing with my patients into a community like that, you know, of people who are, under a a huge ton of duress and stress every day and and also I mean I'm not trying to be stereotypical so please correct me if I'm wrong but I think that a lot of um, especially the men that work in that field uh, are somewhat resistant to doing self-care because you know it's kind of that like just tough it out Mm -hmm. and deal right and um so to teach a few skills on the mind body connection and uh taking care of yourself a little bit better eating more, um better food exercising the right way you know um in addition to maybe what they're doing like uh i teach uh, like a primal moves kind of yoga class and that's really nice you know flow and can be uh good for the spirit but also really good for the joint and yeah. recovery um So, yeah, so we're just kind of in the early stages and, uh, I'm actually supposed to connect with a guy who's a therapist here in town who works for the police department and the fire department and doing, um, counseling with, you know, employees of both of those, uh, businesses. And so we're just brainstorming and I was trained in acupuncturists without borders and they do, um, you know, trauma work, they go into like school shootings or they went to Haiti, you know, they've gone to places of natural disaster and they treat the healthcare workers there yeah. with um, five acupuncture points in each ear that are really good for PTSD and trauma. And then those, then they train the um, healthcare workers to do the therapy on, you know, the victims. So it's really powerful and so simple because you can just do some ear points you know, on people who are sitting in a room. It doesn't have to be like a, an office like mine, you know?
0: Yeah. And and what you're talking about is, is showing signs that it's working?
1: Well, um, the, the ear points work great. I mean, I use those all the time in my practice.
2: Okay. So, yes.
1: And there there's good research behind those. That's been used in the military. It's been used for veterans. Um, yeah, it's used all over the world, actually uh that technique. So it's definitely very beneficial for PTSD. Um, but it's all in like in fact when I was in school, I worked at a drug rehab um that was like mandated for folks who were in rehab, uh, mostly homeless folks that we saw in Portland, Oregon, and they would come in and sit in a room and we'd do just ear treatments and they loved it. Like they felt so good when they left. And this was such a cool population to work with. So yeah, just kind of venturing into some new um, territory and and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah, you know that that sounds great. I I wish you luck with that, and I and I hope Thank it takes you. off. I'm kind of like doing the same style of um, thing over here. I'm trying to introduce uh, health and fitness into our fire department a little bit more, um, but there you know there's there's signs that around the country that things are shifting it's a very mm-hmm. tough group you know um, mm-hmm. like you said it's it's a lot of men but even the women too and yeah. and, and and you know PTSD comes in all different shapes and sizes and everything okay. now I have a question for you about this and you know you may not know because there may not be, re- be real research or anything but um, is 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 it common when somebody has PTSD? to be a little bit more self-destructive?
1: I think that addiction goes hand in hand often. I don't know the data on that. I can't really speak to the data. Um, But I would definitely uh, make an assumption that it's probably pretty true, you know, that addiction often... And other self-destructive behaviors, like you said. Yeah, like Um, poor
0: eating habits, things like that. Exactly,
1: yes. I think that... um, because ptsd puts us into survival mode when we're in survival mode we're not thinking very clearly as you know you know you can't engage that higher cortex thinking very well right. when the lizard brain is in charge yeah and the amygdala especially especially um and so when people are kind of in that ramped up sympathetic high cortisol high adrenaline state all the time then that deeper more mindful kind of like awareness is kind of out the door yeah um, especially if it's like that all the time and there's never that kind of letdown. right uh so yeah i would definitely say i mean observationally i've seen that for sure like again i can't quote the data but i imagine we could do a quick search on pubmed and find it <laughs> you know
0: yeah yeah no because i i asked because like i, I see um People eat certain ways or whatever. And and mm-hmm. I'm glad I asked because you pointed out survival mode. And mm-hmm. survival mode isn't thinking long term. Survival mode no. is thinking right now. So exactly. even just because um, uh, I notice a thing with me um, when I start getting stressed mm-hmm. is I start letting my diet go and there's been times where I've destroyed boxes of cookies or, Mm -hmm. or cake or whatever. Like, and, and I almost like don't care. And then I feel bad about it. So I double down and I, and I do, I do more and I might not be sleeping well at the time. I'm feeling stressed. I got a lot of things in my mind. So that's, you know, I always, and I always sometimes say, too, like, well, at least I'm not, like, you know, drinking a lot. It's, you know,
1: it could always be worse, though, always, right? Yeah, but it
0: is, that's your little demon, right? You know. a
1: heroin I think that uh, that is very, very true, and it's a really common thing to do. Um, I mean, even my patients who are under, like, milder stress, you know, things that aren't life-threatening or, like, as traumatic, um, they will tell me when they're under mild, you know, more stress than they're used to, they'll stop taking their vitamin D and they'll stop doing like the daily lifestyle things that I recommend hydrotherapy and things like that. They'll stop, you know, taking their herbs. And it's like, no, that's exactly when you need, you know, yeah. that's the most important time. And so we have to I have to like coach people into how to remember to do that when they're under duress, you know?
0: Yes, right. I I the mind does tricky things and, and yes, this is going right back to everybody needs a coach. You yeah. you need somebody on the outside to look at you and say, This is what you're doing and right. just pointing it out to you that the better thing to do is this. You don't realize what you're doing. You're not taking oh, vitamin D. You're not thinking about it. You're just not no, doing it's it.
1: not doing it. And I mean, it's a reminder. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. And and you yeah. think it's such an easy thing. Like, well, well, no, it's vitamin D. Just open up the bottle. Yeah, and take right. it. But <laughs> right. there's something else going on.
1: Exactly. And, there becomes this apathy or this kind of like, you know, I don't give a whatever um, about anything right now. if so I'm just going to do what I want. And I mean, there's also kind of the self-medication piece, like sugar in particular, yeah right it feeds us in a way that is feels like dopamine it is dopamine response so we want that stimulus yeah. people do it on their phones people do it i mean i'm guilty too yeah um and the self-destructive stuff sometimes becomes this place of uh self-medication you know and so again it's kind of like what do, how do we distill it down and figure out what the cause of that is for that person and what those triggers are and like either remove the ease of doing that somehow.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, like, for example, if you're an Instagram junkie like I am, admittedly, um, if you take the app off your phone, which I have not done. It's hard. Uh, it, yeah, right? Yeah. It's harder and yeah. you have to, like, log in. It's a real pain, so you're less likely to check yeah. often. Right? Right. And yes. so little tools like that, um, I think, can can really help people be successful even under... Times of duress, and then they float through that stuff so much more gracefully, right? Yeah. Or when they get sick, you know, and they um, know what to do, and they take care of it right away. Like I have kind of an arsenal that I give people when if if and when they get sick, or, or they call me and I tell them what to do, and it's like get after it. Like the the more you do in those kind of situations, like the quicker you're going to feel better, and the um, less crappy you're going to feel in the moment, you know? So. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, so what do you, um, as, as your podcast develops, are you, I know you're going to continue talking about a lot of this stuff cause you did indicate yeah. that in, in one of your episodes, episodes, uh-huh. but what else, uh, do you foresee in the future of your podcast? Yeah. And, and I, I I'll uh, tell you why I'm asking because, okay. um uh, like as I continue to podcast, I, go, what is this turning into? You know, like, <laughs> right. I'm confused sometimes. So I'm yeah. actually looking for an answer from you as to what, okay. what the hell I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be honest, my original like goal was to be on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. Okay. Right. So, Mine too. I mean, I set my sights high. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but no, I think it's more it started as probably similar for you. It's just like I want to share this information. Um And I love talking about what I do because I think it's really useful for people, or at least I hope it is. Maybe that's part of my ego. I don't know, but um, I like to share that information. And I recognize like, I love my one-on-one practice with my patients, but there's so much more population out there that could benefit right from Mm -hmm. some of these simple things. And um, so where do I see it going? I, Like you, I mean, I noticed that you do like online um, trainings and that's kind of what I'm working toward filling some of my other time with, you know, I'll keep my, my, my three day a week practice like I have now, but I'd like to do more like webinar kind of workshops and things like that, just to help people um, that are further away, you know, and that can't come here and see me. Uh, And So I'm hoping the podcast will just kind of continue on that trajectory and just reach more people. And I mean, frankly, I haven't really dialed it in yet. (laughs) I feel like it's still such a like... um,
0: It's an ongoing process, right? Yeah, so
1: I mean, you've got it way more technically dialed than I do, so I'm working toward that. I'm actually going to consult with somebody here in town who's who's good with it. And, you know, because I've just been like... (laughs) Doing my interviews at my house with people, and you know, just it's kind of rusty and gritty, and I'm cool with that for now. It's like my my humble beginning. Well, that
0: that that was originally how I started out, but I have the luxury of having a podcast studio, a professional studio, to to do this out of literally a mile down the road from me here in Eatontown, and, and you know, like I don't have to worry about any technical stuff.
1: Yeah, and that's be,
0: huge. Yeah, and, and that was a big trip up for me originally.
1: Yeah. Um, just My because, dog's often barking in the background and stuff, you know? <laughs> yes. I think people also appreciate the realness of that, so Absolutely. I don't mind.
0: <laughs> That's the whole thing about a podcast, yeah. It's yeah. totally different than, a, like, a interview on one of those Channel 4, or whatever, shows, yeah. whatever, where everything's, like – um yeah it's we're we're just talking we're rapping and when we start when you start even if you have an idea of what you want to mindset by the time you're done talking about it it's like well i didn't even know i was gonna say half that stuff right
1: absolutely absolutely it's really from the heart it's fun i mean i i enjoy just how they kind of become a life of their own like you're saying just they grow in the conversation whether it's with somebody else or just on my own um and, and I kind of get hit with the ideas, like when I'm out on the trail or something, that's usually when I have my best, you know, uh, awakenings is when I'm out hiking with my dog and, and I'm like, Oh, I should talk about this subject. You know,
2: right. I've been
1: working toward getting my sex educator, um, certification. And so that, because I realized like, I mean, not to go there, but we can for a second, yeah. but, um, you know, I just, a lot of my patients are, uh, dealing with libido issues and, um, dysfunction. And so I realized like, I want to learn more. I want to know, um, how to help people better on that front. And so that's another area where I've been kind of, um, exploring. I mean, my last two podcasts were about that. Yeah. So, um, and I just find, well, I mean, it, like life is, we deserve to have pleasure in our life. We deserve to have joy in our lives and we can manifest that, you know, because our outlook and our mindset, like we've talked about already, is really what filters that in. Right. And if we choose to see something a certain way, our perception is everything. Yeah. You and I could be looking at the exact same thing and see it completely differently. Right. You know, and, and I think we can change even just some of our minds verbiage um, I do that with my kids a lot. Like, you know, maybe instead of I have to go do this, you get to say you say I get to go do this. Like, uh-huh. I get to go to school today. There's plenty of kids in the world who don't. I mean, they just roll their eyes at me, which is fine. But <laughs>
0: keep, yeah, you know. keep saying it though. Yeah. It will sink in.
1: No, they do actually. Yeah. They're really good about, um, and they're teaching it in school now more. So yeah. it's, it, I think there's a cultural shift like you even mentioned in your, you know, fire community, but I think that's happening kind of globally in some ways too. Yeah. And so I, I just want to keep riding that tide, you know, back to the podcast trajectory. Um, but I also still don't really know what the heck I'm doing. And so I'm just going with the file.
0: Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's definitely hard with the podcast because you, you do have a practice and you have to pay attention to that. Like I have a career as a firefighter and, and we have, our kids and and we have mm-hmm. our friends and our family and, and somewhere in there you got to slip in a podcast
1: that's right
0: and you don't want to just put out something junky you want to actually yes. put so that i find the trick is and maybe you could uh, agree with me on this um is just to go right from the heart and don't worry yeah. about being perfect but you know say say what's what you're really feeling because i agree and, and that's that's the the great thing about like motivation coaching or whatever uh, it's, you're going to find your people that are going to relate to you. Mm -hmm. And so you could say same thing Tony Robbins says, but I don't listen to Tony Robbins. I listen to you. I don't want, (laughs) I don't relate to him, but I relate to you, you know? Right. So that's how it all works. That's how, you know, and that's, and, and thank God for podcasts because, uh, it's such a great information source, um, for people who don't like to read and, Agreed. Or don't have time to read. and Yeah, um,
1: and just put it on while you're doing dishes or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah or it's driving. Cool, yeah. Yeah, it's such a great um, place to find incredible information. I've been totally inspired by things that I've heard, you know. Yeah. Um, or, like, fired up. Like, I don't agree with that at all. You know, sometimes I like to listen to things that – make me a little bit crazy so I can see the opposite side of the world. You know? Yeah.
0: The, yeah. It's, it forces you to be open-minded, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. We, we got to see things from different perspectives, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, before we go, I just want to ask you about Oregon. So how long yeah. have you been, how long have you been living there for?
1: So I grew up in Atlanta and I moved here in 1997, um, and haven't left. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, like I, I was doing outdoor counseling, like um, wilderness counseling for troubled youth, oh. and so I worked in that field for a couple of years here in Bend, which is like, okay. awesome. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, I hear, I hear
1: things. We <laughs> have the mountain and snow and trails everywhere. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it's dry compared to most of Oregon, so it's really a nice um, setting. And there's no bugs like in the south. Anyway, uh, so then I went to school in Portland from 2000 until 2006 and then moved back here like more like early 2008. I practiced up there for a year and a half or so. Um, And yeah, it was hard to be away from Bend and be in Portland. I mean, Portland's a cool city, just the weather's more challenging. It's rainy and um, and it's grown a lot. It's a really big city now comparatively. I mean, I grew up in Atlanta, so I never complain about traffic because... That was challenging um but yeah it's just great i love being um a, around a lot of like-minded folks and i love being in nature every single day and you know we can ski or snowboard like it's a 30 minute drive to the mountain that's
0: you ski and snowboard
1: i snowboard yeah. yeah yeah and it's literally like barely 30 minutes to get up there
0: oh <laughs> so it's that awesome. is fantastic
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the river, I mean, there's a river that runs right through our town and I hike there almost every day. You'll see it on my Instagram, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, it's just a great place to live. There's a a lot of really awesome people here and uh, there's a lot of other naturopaths here. So I have kind of a network of colleagues and, you know, other practitioners that I can refer people to. And yeah, so yeah. I love living here. It's hard to be away from my family that's in Atlanta, but in New Orleans. Um, mm. But you know, I try and get back there at least once a year. So that's good.
0: Yeah, there you go. And yeah. people can uh, uh, become a patient of yours via online? Is that allowed? With
1: sure, Yeah, definitely. People can find me at drmichellem.com. Um, that's you know, got all my information, and there's, uh, yeah, there's definitely like you can sign up for my newsletter there, and there's a place to schedule um, online there. They would have to like connect with me, but um, yes, people can become my patient there. And then I'll be in 2020, I'm planning on doing some more of the webinar kind of stuff, like I mentioned. So I'll keep you posted on that. And um, yeah, yeah, and definitely. On the, the firefighter stuff too, we'll see how all that pans out. Yeah,
0: um if the webinar stuff as soon as you get that going, come back on the podcast and okay. let's talk about that. And okay. then as far as the firefighter stuff, um I guess you you have guys you could uh tap into their energy or, or women too. And there's women yeah, yeah, firefighters. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, but mean. if you if you ever want to reach out uh to me for anything, uh, Yeah, I'd I would
1: love to connect with you on like your you know what you've seen and done. Yeah. And, and- and Maybe you should be on my podcast next. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: that yeah. great. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually going to be uh, writing a health and, uh, was it health, safety, and training article for my union here in the state of New That's Jersey. Cool. And I'm, I'm still working on my first article. Challenging. That's
2: exciting. Challenging.
0: But uh, whatever it is that you got going on, I definitely will keep an eye on it because I'm okay. thinking, I'm seeing an article come up with- yeah, with you we collaborate on some yeah stuff. Great. yeah so I'd let's
1: brainstorm so, yeah.
0: yeah yeah stay in mm-hmm. touch and then um and, and and then another question um can with, with your online practice you're your, um seeing patients does mm-hmm. that also include doing labs and everything like we a person could go no get-
1: so it would be more like it'll be more like a coaching kind of thing like life coaching almost oh okay um, but as an naturopath, uh, because I can't do that out of state, you know, I'm only licensed in the state of Oregon. Okay. So I'd have to basically practice as if I was in an un- unlicensed state, yeah. um, because of, you know, the law.
2: Sure. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the- yeah. It would be more like nutritional advice and, um, you know, because I can't like, you know, do a physical exam either. Right. That puts me at a little bit of liability. So it'd be more just, lifestyle stuff. Yeah. And, um, and coaching and just listening to people's issues and then maybe recommending things that they can take to their primary care person. You know, if they, if I have lab suggestions or whatever, I can let them know that. Oh, so, okay.
0: Yeah. 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 I like that. That's, you know, um, that, that, that's something that people should definitely try to tap into because getting that outside perspective, even if you have the greatest doctor in the world and you could see him all the time, if you could just go somewhere else, and get mm-hmm. that outside perspective even the doctor gets tunnel vision everybody gets exactly. tunnel vision and of, of course, course people you know the doctor has the white coat so they blindly listen and and mm-hmm. you know no you know that's what we all tend to do it's a person of authority and mm-hmm. and they are making the best decision that they can make but right. sometimes a different light shining in a different way Reveals something. So absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to really take charge of their health and, you know, move forward and maybe change some big things. So that's great.
1: Yeah. And some what's cool about what I my practice is, like, sometimes just the simplest things are the key. Yeah. You know, so it's not like they have always to spend overlooked. A, I'm, I'm not a supplement junkie. I don't, you know, like to my patients to be tied to a lot of products. I'd rather them, I coach them on how to eat better and like be mindful about their eating and their sleep, like we said, and just lifestyle stuff that's pretty simple, but, um, not always easy to implement. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's easy to overlook the simple things because we always try to make a problem out of something and, oh, it's a, (laughs) like, it's a complex problem. So it requires a complex way to fix it when sometimes it's such a simple thing, like, how about That's going great. to bed an hour earlier every night <laughs> I know. and start with that, you know, and maybe right going there, for a uh, massage yeah. every once in a while or acupuncture. Right.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's Great. So, well, and I'm also excited to see like all the things you're doing with your mace and, um, you know, training and, um, and also the work you're going to be doing with the fire department too. I think it's great.
0: Thank you very much. And you, you know, you know, it too, the mace is great. I mean, it is, you want to talk about something simple. That can yeah, fix a you know, lot of problems, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it makes me feel better. It makes everybody I talk to feel better, just mentally, physically. Does it yeah. beat you up? When it, nothing is more impressive than when uh, somebody gets their first quality three sw- three sixty swing, and they get so cool. that that uh, their eyes open up and they go ooh, and they they know they feel it and it's like you see now you know you know the deal you
1: know exactly what it feels like i know i just started doing single arm you know like one one arm swings um may swings and that has felt so good like it finally is starting to click you know yeah because i was afraid to let go at first so yes i think and it's like we it it never stops, right i mean even kelly is doing so much cool stuff with it oh yeah you yeah, know, she's like so proficient, but she's doing like movement walking patterns and John too. And yes, um, I love how they just kind of keep layering on to it. It's like never ending and the different styles of maces have yeah. their own different effect. I mean, I swung like a short on it mace recently um, that I kind of had originally started with. And now I have like a longer one. I have two at home. And, um, and I realized like it wasn't, it wasn't quite as long as I like. And so it just made me have to swing a little bit differently. And that was great. just great for my brain and, you know, kind of accommodate to one style and then you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, and I like it. Yeah. And, and that, that's where all that creative, uh, the creative juices start flowing with it. And, Mm, and like you just mentioned Kelly adding on stuff. It's amazing. Like you could just keep going and going with it. And uh, Mr. Mace, man, uh, Rick Brown, he he uh-huh. he's doing stuff with with bands, you know. And he's having people swing, right. and you can see the band is wrapped around the handle, and and it's like, ooh, you could do that. And then um, there's there's so many things. I, I well, mean.
1: <laughs> walking up to a place with a mace in your hand is awesome oh yeah yeah like i like to go to the park sometimes and bring my mace, and people are like what is going on
0: what is she killing squirrels yeah exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's my dog's job yeah 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 so they're very fun and just organic and gritty and yeah and i love i mean i'm kind of one of those people that likes to do things like really precisely so for me like moving toward better and better swings like 10 and twos and three sixties is like always my goal. Cause it just, I mean, that's how I am with martial arts too. It's like, I want it more and more refined, more and more detailed, more and more strong and, um, Precise and and that is fun to kind of keep working with and then laughing when I hit myself in the leg or whatever. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> right? yeah, that still happens always, right?
0: <laughs> yep, definitely. Yeah. just yeah. just try not to hit yourself in the head. That's it. I know exactly. <laughs> Everything That's else good. is is fine.
1: Everything else is fair game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good
0: um and also people could get in touch with you on instagram right and your instagram yes, so handle is eth, eth um,
1: ethereal fighter ethereal underscore fighter yeah is um one and then i also have the doctor under underscore michelle m i think it or dr michelle m um is another one but if you just search michelle mattingly you'll find me okay. on both of those all right and, um, and yeah ethereal underscore fighter is kind of my main one
0: so. yeah and where did that come from being in martial oh. arts
1: Yeah. So I actually have a blog called Ethereal Fight that I started writing when I started training in martial arts, just kind of about the spiritual journey of martial arts, which again, like I had mentioned before, kind of surprised me about such a gritty kind of intense um, practice. And so it's me musing about various things in my martial arts. And then when I um, got on Instagram, I was like, oh, I can use my uh, blog name. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's another thing people could check out then, your blog. Yeah, so Ethereal
1: right. Fight at WordPress on WordPress. Is okay. My blog. Yeah. All right. If you want to dive deep into my psyche, go go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <Yeah. laughs> Why not? <laughs> so yeah, um, and then my website, uh, I that's easy easy to find me there and communicate with me that way too. Maybe okay. Email and stuff. There's links on there. Nice. So, yeah. Good.
0: All right. Doctor, thank well, you very much hey, for this it's, podcast. It's an
1: honor to be here. I'm so excited to have done this and I really appreciate your time and and your interest in what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I do it. I do uh, appreciate it and I'll be uh, staying in touch with you and and we'll we'll talk more. And um I'll be getting ready to come on your podcast when you're ready. Absolutely. Okay? I
1: look forward to it. Thank All right. you so much. All right. Sounds Take good. care.
0: All right. Thank yeah. you. Bye.